0: the text that calls for our attention this lord's day comes to us from our gospel reading for today from luke chapter 3 where we hear of the baptism of our lord jesus in the jordan river grace mercy and peace to you from god our father and from our lord and savior jesus christ amen it is one of the most heart-rending moments In the entire Old Testament, if not in the entirety of the Scriptures, God speaks to our father Abraham these words. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Yes, God speaks those words to Abraham. Abraham, who had been childless for so many years. Abraham, who had finally just received that one child upon whom all the gods, all of God's promises rest. Abraham, who loved his son Isaac. You know, I think each time we hear this story, most of us stop for a moment and kind of wonder, what is God thinking? Why would God encourage Abraham to give up his only son as an offering? What kind of cruel God would ask for something like that? You know, sometimes people who are in leadership positions will tell those that they are leading something along these lines. Listen, I know what I've asked you to do might be hard, but know this. I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Commanders say it to their soldiers. Parents say it to their children. And God, he could have said it to Abraham. Today, as we stop to celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus, we come to understand better why it was that God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. As we well know, the story bears out that the purpose was not, certainly, that God really wanted Isaac to be sacrificed, that that would somehow bring him pleasure. The purpose in the immediate sense was to test Abraham's loyalty and his obedience to God. It seems to me that there was a much greater reason why all of this happened. As we watch Abraham walk his son up unto Mount Moriah, we are getting a picture of what God himself would do many years later with his own son. Yes, God the Father would walk his son, Jesus, up onto that Mount of Calvary and offer him there as a sacrifice. On that day when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John, All of this becomes a little bit clearer. As Jesus is baptized and then begins to pray, the heavens are ripped open and that spirit descends like a dove. And a voice comes from heaven. This is my beloved son, the father said. Yes, there we learn that standing in the Jordan River is the heavenly father's only son. There standing, there is the Son, whom God loves with an incomparable love. Yes, standing there is the one who has and does please God with every obedient breath and deed. But you know, Jesus is not just standing there to have this heavenly spotlight to shine on him. He is there because God has chosen him He has chosen his own son to be that offering which must be offered for the world. He is there because God has chosen to do with his son that which he did not require of Abraham in the end. He is willing to offer him up as the atoning sacrifice. Each event in Jesus' life, we might say, are little steps on the way to the cross Every step draws Jesus closer to his ultimate purpose. Here in the Jordan, Jesus is revealed to be the Son of God himself. He's revealed to be the Messiah who will have the Spirit rest upon him. He is revealed as the spotless Lamb of God who indeed pleases God in every way. But there's even more revealed in those waters of the Jordan. For in that Jordan River, he stands where only sinners really need to stand. Jesus places himself right into those waters where the rebellion of humanity is being washed off one person at a time. Here he begins his public ministry, which we know will end with his very public crucifixion. Here God reveals, just how far he is willing to go in order to save me and you from our sins. And in some ways, we must stop this day to really take in what God is doing. For really, in our minds, God placing his son into the manger does not immediately strike us, perhaps, as all that risky especially since we sort of romanticize the idea of that manger in our minds. But beginning at Jesus' baptism, everything gets a lot clearer. This is not just God placing his son into the arms of his mother Mary, but he is also placing him into the hands of sinful man. This is not just God placing his son where he can be wrapped in swaddling clothes but it's placing him also where his clothes can be violently ripped off him in mockery. This is not just about God placing his son where shepherds and wise men can gather to and worship him. It's also God placing his son where Jewish leaders and Roman rulers can gather to and crucify him. Yes, when we hear God's command in the Old Testament to sacrifice his son Isaac, We often stop and wonder what God is thinking. Why would God encourage someone to give up their only son as an offering? What kind of a cruel God would do something like that? But it is in this account that we meditate upon today that we are reminded of what God is willing to do himself. And that changes the whole situation. Now we stop for a moment, and maybe even longer, to marvel at what God is thinking. We rejoice that God is willing to give up his only son as an offering. We think, what kind of a gracious God would do something like this? Yes, Jesus was in that manger for you. He was in the Jordan River for you. He was on the cross for you. He rose for you, he ascended for you, and right now he sits at the right hand of God, interceding for you. Oh yes, that idea of sacrificing one son, in one sense seems so foreign to us, so unthinkable. But for those of us who believe, we understand that that action of God sits at the very heart of our faith. And today is that celebration of the day when all of that became a little clearer in the waters of the Jordan River. I suppose we must admit that at times we too are commanded to do something by God that we find hard to embrace initially. When he asks us to do something, we often want to balk just a little bit. But we must realize that God does not ask anything of us that he has not already done for us. God asks us to be generous towards the work of his kingdom here and abroad. We must remember that he gave everything in order that that kingdom might exist at all and that it might come among us. When he asks us to live lives of faithfulness to our spouses, we remember that he is faithful to us even when we are faithless towards him. When he asks us to live sacrificially towards our neighbors who have various needs, we must remember that he sent his son to die sacrificially for us. As today again we stop and marvel at all that God has done for us. We recognize that anything he asks of us pales in comparison to what he has already done for us. Today we recognize that God would not end up asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, but that he did sacrifice his own son for us and for our salvation. What once seemed unthinkable becomes, through the eyes of faith, quite remarkable. And when we realize that kind of thing, that God's ways, though they be a little odd to our minds, are remarkable and wonderful indeed, that is when we should be able to confess that what God ordains is, in fact, always good. Of course, that realization leads us to realize also, though, how grievous it is when we don't walk in those ways. For even those of us who have been baptized into Christ and should know how good his ways are, we do not often follow without question like we see Abraham do with Isaac. We often want further explanation, or a little more time to grow, or at least some further assurance from God that that is what he wants. Of course, in our worst moments, we just decide that our ways are better, that we know what we're doing, and we go ahead and do it. For each such action today, we should fall again to our knees in confession. And then, having done that, we look again down into those waters of the Jordan River. We watch Jesus there in the water underneath the open heavens and that descending dove. Hearing what he had already known, but what the world would increasingly come to know, we hear that he is the Father's Son. Perfectly pleasing to him. And that he has now been anointed with the spirit. To go forth as the Messiah of God. The one chosen to lay down his life. For the rest of humanity. Today he stands in the Jordan River. One day soon. He will hang at Calvary. And three days later. He will leave the tomb. All for us all for you, yes, all to cleanse us of our many sins and give to us life and that abundantly. Yes, today we stop again to marvel at our God, that he has given us his only son, that we would not perish but have eternal life. We confess that God has done all things well, and that what he ordains is always good. Amen.